What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dissect That Film podcast, where once a week we dissect one of our favorite films or a film from a film franchise. I am one of your hosts, Brett Parker, and joining me, as always, is the amazing DNA Gaming, consisting of Dan and Angela. Woo! I'd say welcome back, but you're here every time. Always and forever. Always and forever. I love the sound of that. Today, we are talking about the 2002 horror movie, The Ring. The American remake of the 1998 J-horror, Japanese horror, Ringu. This movie came out October 18th, 2002. So good, good Halloween movie back in those days. I don't believe I saw this in theaters. This might have been a home release. I do remember seeing The Ring 2, which... We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, this, I remember when it came out. I remember the trailers and stuff for it. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that, too, because that there's some interesting facts about the how they um, put this film out there, how they like the trailers and all that. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, it was budgeted at $48 million, and it made $249.4 million. This was a good the, turn. This was the highest... R-rated horror movie, or I believe R-rated film. Uh, That's the PG-13 movie. Okay, I made a mistake. It was PG-13, you're right. I have a note here about uh, a fact about this, and I didn't even read it, so good on me. (laughs) (laughs) Until Stephen King's It in 2017, this movie was the highest grossing horror remake in history with the $249 million box office. That's why this movie did that well. Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, I think the PG-13 rating uh, brings in a lot. Like, a lot of people don't understand, like, when a movie becomes R, you're so, it's very limited on what you're going to be getting. So when a a movie that's rated R makes over $100 million or $150 million, that's a lot of money because most of the time the budgets are really low. Well, being, you know, my former profession was running a movie theater, we would always remember that when horror movies came in, because horror movies always do really well in our area. And anytime one of them came in, especially in the uh, early twenty, early to mid twenty teens, uh, we know we get a lot of like there's a lot of PG thirteen horror films related at that time, mm-hmm. like The Gallows and stuff like that, you know. Yep. And uh, I think it was PG thirteen. I don't know what that movie was, but I'm just giving an example. Anyway, um, we always remember when those come in because they usually did really well because you could let those teenagers in, but then you'd always have problems with teenagers in these damn movies. Yeah. But yes, very profitable. You are right. A lot of people overlook that rating. Yeah. Uh, this movie was directed by Gore Verbinski. Now, if you don't know who that is, he would later, the year, the next year after The Ring, he would go on to direct Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, and then the next two Pirates of the Caribbean movies, Rango. The Lone Ranger remake. Rango is so good. <laughs> uh, but one of my first, the actually the first Gore Verbinski movie I ever saw was his very first film, which was called Mouse Hunt, which had Nathan Lane. Oh, fantastic. If you've never seen Mouse Hunt, check it out. Mm. It's, it's his very first film. Uh, he's well known for back in the 80s. He was a punk rock uh, guitarist, I believe. Uh, so he, he was in a band and then he later directed music videos for pop rock bands. I know I've heard his name before, but I had no idea what he even did. Yeah. Gore Verbinski. He's, uh, he, he literally, he went from this to directing probably one of the biggest franchises ever with the Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, especially with Curse of the Black Pearl. I mean, that movie like revolutionized film for the next 20 years. Oh. Yeah, that was a pretty damn big deal. Like, let's make a, let's make a Disney ride into a movie. 
And he's like, hold my beer. And he did a great job with it. But yeah, he also, but then he also remade, he, he directed the Lone Ranger movie, which is what it is. It's got a lot of problems, but I've actually never seen the whole thing. So I'm not going to sit here and, and, you know, lambaste it. I remember that movie flopping pretty hard for us when it was in theaters. Yeah, well, and was, I do remember Mouse Hunt now that I've seen the poster for it. Oh, fantastic movie. Uh, yeah, but uh, I, to be honest, I've seen The Ring a few times in my life. I don't think I've seen this too many times. I think the last time I actually watched it before I had to watch it for the show was probably over 10 years ago. And I did not know that he had directed this until the credits rolled. And I was like, oh, shit, no way. <laughs> crazy things you figure out. Uh, music was done by Hans Zimmer, which is also crazy because uh, I don't know if Han, I've, I've ever re- remember Hans Zimmer doing scores for horror movies. Uh, but he would later, uh, him and Gore Verbinski would later work with each other for all of Gore Verbinski's films going forward hey, uh, until until the the movie The Cure for Wellness, which came out in 2017, which was um, it was like a mental institution movie. It was a weird psychological thriller. Never saw it. Oh, okay. I heard of, but again, no, yeah. no, no, no. So before we go into trivia and the plot, you know how the show works. We're going to go around and talk about what we thought of The Ring. And we're going to start, I guess, well, we're going to start with you guys, even though this is my movie. I'm going to let you guys talk about it first, and then I'll talk about what I thought of my latest <laughs> viewing of it. I'll go, I'll go first, so it okay. can only go up from here. <laughs> all right, bring it up, okay. baby. I'm so, ready. Listen, don't, so, just just go ham, all right? Just go ham. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I will, but I'm going to preface this. This is not by any stretch a bad movie. This is just not my kind of film. Um, cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. I'm not really big into like ghost story, demonic possession movies to begin with. Um, I thought I thought this movie did not need to be two hours. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I like hate twenty or thirty movies. Twenty thirty minutes could have been dropped. Yep. There's good actors in this movie. Uh, Naomi Campbell's good. What was the Naomi, what was Naomi, the old Naomi Watts? Naomi Watts. That's the one. I don't know why. I said Naomi, Naomi Campbell. Uh, she's a model. Brian Cox. Brian Cox is dope. I like him. There's some other good act- actors in here, but just they had a good cast. Mm-hmm. the The writing was good. I just didn't give a shit about any of the the main people. Like the main characters were just crap, horrible people in my opinion. And um, I hated the kid. You I hated, just hated the, the little kid. Hated, hated the oh, little man. kid. I could not stand him. <laughs> I can't stand movies where they take little kids and then like they don't make them realistic. How many children do you know like this? Anybody watching this and knows a kid like this, tell me right now. I know it's a movie. I know it's a movie. I understand. It's a movie. But other than that, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I like the investigative side of the story. Yes. I like that. There are some cool scenes, which I'll mention when we talk about them in the movie. But so this is not a bad movie by any stretch. It just was not a film for me. It is well, well made. But I thought there was literally 20 or 30 minutes that could have just been lobbed off the film. And I did not care for the ending. Okay. That's it. All right. That was my, that was all I have to say about it. But like I said, it can only go up from here. So Angela, um, I, what, why'd you laugh? Listen, don't hold back. That's what this show is about. I don't care if I like the movie. We we gotta, we gotta be honest with each other. That's how the show goes. I I was blunt. I I know. That's what I'm saying. This is what I like. Just don't stare at me. Because he makes fun of my facial expressions. I can't <laughs> help it. I like the movie. I remember liking it the first time I watched it, but I also remember it being scarier. Yeah. 
I guess I can see this when you're younger, just being a very scary movie. Yeah. I watched it at a sleepover. Oh God, yeah! Oh like my you goodness, <laughs> that's literally the beginning of this movie. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Those two girls just hanging out. Yeah, so I, I watched it at a sleepover, and I was like, "Oh gosh!" And I don't think any of us really slept that night. But no, I I like, but see, I like, I can't say that I'm really obsessed with them, but I like demonic possession. That was our first date. Yeah, we watched uh, The Exorcism of Emily yeah, Oh, yeah, that that's was actually first... a good one. That's a good one. That was not bad. It's got it Jennifer bad Carpenter day. from Dexter. Great show. Hey, there you go. So, but yeah, I remember it a lot different. I'm sorry. But not saying it in a not saying it in a bad way. I just remember it even really scary. And then mm-hmm. now I think where I've watched so many movies. Yeah. And played played scary games like i blocked seeing certain scenes and i'm like oh this is probably gonna happen and i'm like yep i'm right yeah but it was still good it was so like so this is the reason i picked this movie it wasn't i picked this movie i had three or four different movies in mind for for this show and i picked the ring because the Ring was a movie that when I was a kid, or well, I mean, I think it was like when this movie came out, it was 11. So yeah, I'm still a kid. Uh, when this movie came out, it truly terrified me. Like it like kept me up at night. Like I just could always imagine like being alone in a TV, like the TV's not on, but you're like, damn, if that TV turns on, I just say static. I'm running. I am running. <laughs> Watching it as a, you know, as a 30 year old man now, I'm watching this movie going, man, you literally only see Samara for five seconds in this movie. Yep. It, but the thing that I did appreciate about this movie is the investigative part of it. Like her investigating mm-hmm. everything that was going on and how everything was unraveling. And she was figuring that was good. They did a really good yeah. job yeah. of that. And yeah, some of the characters are kind of like, Oh God, you suck. Like you just suck. Rachel Naomi Watts. She, is a little bit much in some of it. I feel like she's trying to be super emotional and I think she does some good, she does a good job in certain parts and some other parts. You're like, okay, let's just simmer down. And the kid. Yeah. The kid's a little weird. He's a very weird kid. I mean, just the sheer fact that he calls his mom by her actual name instead of calling her mom is just, that would drive me nuts. Kicking the nuts to be honest. Right. Um, he's like, I gave birth to you kid. Like at least call me mom. Uh, and then, of course, I like uh, what? What the heck is his name? What's the boy for, or the guy's name? Noah. Noah. Noah sucks. He sucks. He's. Yeah. And we'll talk about it when we get to the scene. But but you know, you f- you find out something about him, and you're like, okay, you're just a worse character now. Mm-hmm. Like, it was hard for me to care about any of the main characters. No, like it really was. No. Like, uh, they but they're not, they're not horrible, isn't that? Like I just don't care about them. As far as like, like so, the actors did a decent job. Yeah, the best. I think the best performer in this movie was Brian Cox, as the oh, the, the dad keeping his seat. And Brian Cox is a fantastic actor. I mean, he's yeah. in. I love. He's in so many things. He and to be honest, you if it, if nobody yeah. knows, he is the original Hannibal Lecter, and not a lot of people know that he was in a he what, the you? first movie was called Manhunter was based on uh, Thomas Harris's novel Red Dragon. That came out. Right, it yeah. came out two or three years before Sons of the Lambs, and Brian Cox played no Hannibal idea. Lecter. So, Brian Cox is the OG Hannibal Lecter, even though he's not clearly not the best Hannibal Lecter. But Brian Cox is fantastic. Was, 
the most important thing about Brian Cox is he was the captain on Super Trooper. Yes, Super he was. Yes. And he came back for Super Troopers 2. I can't That's talk right. tonight. I haven't even been drinking. And he does, <laughs> and he does McDonald's Troopers. commercials right yes. now, too. Yes, he's he's great. I like oh man. He turned he turned down a role in the movie Ghost Ship to be in this movie. Do you remember Ghost Ship? I remember. I remember the the like the the poster and like the advertisement for it. But I think he paid. I've never seen Ghost Ship, but I'm assuming he made a better choice with this film. Yeah, uh, this movie made way more money. To be honest, Ghost yeah. Ship. If you are into horror movies, watch Ghost Ship just to say you watch Ghost Ship. It's not a terrible movie, but it's. It's your, you know, run-of-the-mill ghost movie. I thought it was pretty interesting when I watched it, you know, 20 years ago. But yeah, my final thoughts, I definitely expected it to be scarier. I did not realize you only saw Samara for five seconds. And, uh, but yeah, but the, in all in all, the investigative part of the film was solid. And to be honest, I enjoyed, I still enjoyed it. I watched it and I was like, well, that, that was pretty good. I just didn't, I didn't remember it going like this. How, and it ended so abruptly too. Yeah, it's like, he literally this looks. Movie's over. It looks yeah, like you're like more minutes. What's going on? Like what the frick? Okay. So the original trailer for this film was just the contents of the curse video tape without mentioning the film itself. The oh, yeah. official trailer for this movie didn't come out for a month after this trailer. So literally, when oh. you were watching TV one day, a commercial would pop up of just this video. The weird things that the cursed video would show. And no context behind it wouldn't show a release actually, date or any or a, that it was for a movie. It just showed it and then it moved on. And you're like, what? great marketing, to be honest. That's a, that, oh, that's fantastic. That's the help because everybody's going to like, what's this? I want to know what this is. Explain this to me. Yeah. So if you didn't know, this was based on a book called The Ring. Um, for, it was by a Japanese author, uh, Koji mm-hmm. Suzuki. Uh, the original was directed by Hideo Nak- uh, Nakata. I'm going to mispronounce some of these names, and I apologize. Uh, he would actually go on to direct the American version of The Ring 2. Isn't that wild? The original director of Ringu, the Japanese uh, version yeah. of this movie, would go on to direct the American <laughs> sequel of The Ring. <laughs> like, What? I am, what are the odds that is insane and it's and it's a sequel to this movie so it continues the story of naomi watts's character rachel and aiden it's this franchise is wild oh so so it's not even like an indirect tie-in it's not no. like I, I had no idea i don't know nothing about the sequel at all so no like, this is so the ring two which it's not the number two it's t-w-o that's how oh, they did it. Uh, I I saw this in theaters and I actually laughed out loud. That's how this movie is not. The Ring Two is not good. It uh, it's the same. It's like the same runtime as the Ring One. So you're like, okay, this is already bad because yeah. almost two hours for a horror movie is just too fucking long. Uh, and then they would make a third Ring movie like twelve years later with Rings, which was just ring it was like the ring but in the digital age so had johnny galecki in it from the big bang theory and roseanne like what well what are we doing here what was that other movie that would be that was like that the grudge Um, no not the grudge it it was you talk about the rings talking about the ring in the digital age oh oh, oh. okay i don't know it's like the one that all takes place over skype oh like unfriended 
Yeah, it's like that shit. That's what made me think. I can't get into those. I can't get into found footage. I've just never... Like, Paranormal Activity, I remember seeing that a few times, and I was like, okay, I like what they did with this, and then I I just just never got... To be honest, I never was a big fan of the Blair Witch Project. I thought it was a really cool concept. I just never could get into it. The found footage... Found footage, to me, is just so, like, nauseating. It got played out real hard. I couldn't... I, I watched... A little bit of Blair Witch, and I was like, "Remember when we watched?" Um, I can't Field? because it's yeah, it's like that too. It's like even with uh, the strangers, it was all on the the handheld camera. I was like, "There's so much movement in it," even though it's just those were like just a little bit. But like when it's constant movement, I can't yeah. keep up. And it's like, okay, who are you? That's why I was never a big fan of Cloverfield. A lot of people love Cloverfield. I never could get into it because it was a sh- it was super shaky because it was a found footage film. You're like, ugh. That's I like what I do the, love, but yeah. That... The, the concept is is cool, but for me, listen, I, I'm, it's, I'm talking about me, you know? It's okay to disagree with me, but the, the found footage oh, is just not my thing. I just, I literally watch it, and I'm just like, I would love to know the rest of this story, but I can't get over the f- not being able to focus and everything is all over the place. There, there are very few found footage films that I like. I will say one I can mention if you want to see is fucking terrifying is, um, do you remember that they did that one found footage zombie movie back in the day called quarantine? Yes. That was like, yeah, that was a, a zombie. Yeah. It yeah, was, a, this- it was an American remake of a movie called wreck. Yeah. Watch the original wreck. That movie's fucking scary. Yeah. Dude. It's really well done. I mean, it's still found footage, so you have to deal with the nonsense that goes that, but it's it's a good movie. We have gone way off topic here talking yes, about found have. footage. Because this move because the ring is not found footage. So we're gonna keep no. going. Well, <laughs> technically it is. It's just they find right, right, else right, right. Yeah, somebody else's. I just want to know. I just want like somebody like a kid who doesn't know what a VHS player is to watch this movie and just be like, the hell huh? is that thing? What is he Rewind? doing with that? Rewind. What? Make it's a wild. Copy. <laughs> uh, this, Tracking. <laughs> this uh, the ring okay. sold more than two million DVD copies in the U.S. alone in its first twenty-four hours of video release. That is insane. That was early DVD, wasn't that? That was had to have been the beginning, or pretty damn close to it. I don't remember the. It had to have been two thousand when DVD became prominent, right? Yeah, because I remember the PS2 was like one of the cheapest DVD players. It was like 99, 2000 or something like that. Yeah, because no, I have because no. I have that Jurassic Park from like 2000. I think I have the Jaws, the same thing from Jaws, which is from 2000, which I, I think that's when they all started coming out with these special edition DVDs. Because DVD was the thing. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, uh, Sadako, who is Samara in the in Ringu, she's uh-huh. that's the the spirit or whatever she's considered uh, in that movie. She is a fully grown woman. Um, and in, and in the novel, she's a fully grown woman. Uh, she was also sexually ambiguous and was heavily implied to be intersect intersex in the novels. In this film, Samara is a child and quite clearly feminine. So yeah. they took some liberties. They, they didn't want to make a direct sequ- or direct remake. You know, it's, I like it when they kind of twist things around and they make their own thing instead of just doing a carbon copy like when, uh, you know, freaking Gus Van Zant decided to just do a shot for shot remake of Psycho with Vince Vaughn. We'll talk about that at another yeah. time. 
So while this film takes place in Seattle, uh, because they chose Seattle because it's a very wet and dark place, which it is. I'll say it was. We couldn't figure out where it was. It's like it's raining. I said it. I was like, it's got to be Seattle. Yeah. All the rain. Earlier drafts of the screenplay, uh, the film originally took place in my neck of the woods, Massachusetts, and in Maine for the scene invo- involving the Morgan family, because where I live is right now. It's wet and dark all the time too. Can't hear Massachusetts without thinking of that damn song. So. Well, that's where I is. No, you know, I'm not making fun of you. I just makes me think of a song. So. <laughs> well, you for it. Since the release of The Ring in Canada, the story of the cursed video has become very popular in some provinces, and the story is passed by kids in school as a rumor that it actually happened. This is, I love it. You mean like they did with it's, Cannibal Holocaust? No, it's like it's, it's Slender Man. It's, you know, no, they, so they took a, well, it, it's kind of the opposite of Slender Man because Slender Man was just like people made up the story of Slender Man and then it became a legend where the ring was a thing and then kids turned it into a legend. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, similar. In, in one yeah. scene, uh, Naomi Watts pulls a long string out of her mouth, which is one of the, it, it literally made me gag. Uh, in director Gore Verbinski's fil- feature film debut, Mouse Hunt, strings played a key element in the plot. I will say when she was doing the whole string thing, she was ve- she was nailing that gagging. Oh dude. She God, nailed that. Nasty. Just so gross. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that is uh, all I got for trivia until we reach the plot. You guys have anything else before we get going? I read nothing about any trivia going up to this. In fact, I forgot we were doing this until like an hour ago. <laughs> I tried, no, to, I I tried right to look up like behind the scenes videos to kind of help me with some stuff. Mm-hmm. There's like nothing on YouTube. There's like five minute videos of, and it's just interviews with the cast. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm not getting any info out of this. I'm like you. Usually I do the same thing. I just was not thinking of it at all. And I'm, I'm half out of freaking tired today. So anyway, go ahead. I'm Here exhausted. Go. So I feel you there. All right. The ring. The movie opens up to two girls, Katie and Becca, watching TV. Becca talks about a tape that when you watch it, you will die in seven days. Katie states that her and her boyfriend watched it, and today is lucky day number seven. <laughs> oh no, she's choking! <laughs> Psych! Fuck you, Katie. You suck. <laughs> That's what I was thinking after what she like she you know was messing with. I've been like, you suck, Katie, and I would have stormed out if I was her friend. She sucks. Uh, All right. The phone rings, which terrifies the girls because Katie is now petrified because she doesn't know what to expect. But it turns out to be her mom. Well, she fucks with her on that, too. Yeah. Uh, Katie goes to grab something uh, when the TV in the living room turns on. And this is this was actually kind of creepy. So the TV turns on. She goes into the living room, turns it off. And then did you see, like, the flash of, like, the dark shadow that, like, flies across the living room? When oh, she goes to, that. she's, like, kneeling down in front of the TV, and she turns off the TV. And in the reflection of the TV, you see a dark mass fly by. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Okay. No, I don't I remember no, this. But she walks away, and then the TV turns back on. She goes to the stairs to call up to Becca. Becca's not answering. She climbs the stairs. She cre- she hears something going on in her room. She goes, opens up the door, and that's when you get the the TV shows the the final shot of the video, which is the well. But you don't see yeah. anything but the well, and then it shows Kate. It zooms in on Katie's face, and her face turns all like ghostly white. And you actually see all of the images really fast from the tape in like flashing in her face before 
it cuts to black. Well, I know. Isn't there water coming out from under the door too? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. she goes and she sees the water coming out, and that's that, and then she opens the door, and all that stuff happens. And I, yeah, I even still, I was like, oh shit, like this is it's a good. I I feel like this is actually a pretty good opening scene. It is. It is. Uh, and they spoofed it it's very well in, in one of the scary movies. <laughs> I've only seen the first two, so I don't remember. I don't remember. It was probably in like scary movie three or four or something like that that they spoofed this movie. Uh, we meet Rachel and Aiden. Uh, Rachel played by Naomi Watts and Aiden played by some kid. I did not look up his name and I apologize to that kid, but he is. Oh, he ain't <laughs> worth worrying about. All I know David is that Dorfman. I, David Dorfman. All I know <laughs> is that he like works in Washington now. He works like in the government, like for the government. So no. Rachel is not. Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, he was the dirty boy. The dirty Ooh, boy. The, the dirty Hewitt boy mm-hmm. from the remake. I remember. Uh, Rachel, and he's in the ring too. Uh, Rachel is not a very present mother, but it's hard when you're a single mother of a very smart kid because you can tell this kid is very smart. Just the way he talks, the way he dresses, he's very, like, he, he feels like he's an adult in a kid's body. That's yes. the kind of vibe you get. Uh, the teacher, take care of himself. Yeah, the teacher tells Rachel to stay back. She wants to talk to him about, like, things that Aiden's been drawing. Uh, she, Rachel explains about how Aiden's cousin, is it his cousin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, had just had just died the day before, and that's probably why he's drawing all these weird pictures. And the teacher's like, well, "He drew these last week." And you're like, "Oh yeah. my god!" Yeah, mom's all like, "I'm a writer. I'm gonna tell you what to do. Yeah. Or I'm a, ner- a journalist. I'm gonna tell you what to do." And she's yeah. like, "No, it was last week. Figure that shit out." Yeah, ha ha, psych. <laughs> we find out that Katie was Aiden's cousin, and she used to watch Aiden all the time. So yeah, it's very emotional, very close. even though Aiden doesn't really show much emotion. Uh, Aiden calls Rachel by her first name, which is I would literally flip out if my kids called me by my first name on a consistent basis. Right? Like, what the freak did I do to deserve this? Well, when, did this movie come out before or after the Sixth Sense? It was after this. Right? So this was um, so the Sixth Sense was an insp- was the reason behind a lot of studios deciding to go with these J horror remakes. So it was the Sixth Sense in '99. And then this came out in 2002, and then the, at once the ring came out, then it just was like full full. Let's just do we're gonna do everything because it was like Grudge and um, Dark Water. It was a, oh, I can't remember the, what the other J horror remake yeah. was, but that was like the the send off was the Sixth Sense, which is to be honest one of the best ghost mo- movies about ghosts ever. Fight me on it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, just throw that in <laughs> under your breath. Katie, uh, Katie, uh, for some reason, mentioned to Aiden that she was probably going to die, which is a weird thing to tell your however old this kid is. He's probably, what, eight, nine, ten? Something like that. He's not very old. No. Like, hey, maybe don't tell him that, even though it, it happened. We are, uh, I love it, though. Like, she asks him where her dress is. Like, why does he know where her dress is? Like, is he in his in his mom's closet, like organizing it for her? Like, what the hell? And he's doing his tie up. It's like, is this kid the the head of the household? I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh. So they're they're getting all fancied up because they got to go to Katie's funeral. Uh, Katie's cause of death, uh, according to the mother, was that her heart just stopped, which causes a lot of confusion with the family. Katie's mom, who is Rachel's sister. Wants Rachel to try and figure out what happened. Rachel find out, find, oh my God, finds out that Katie's boyfriend also died the same day. 
and that Becca is in a mental mental institution. I can't. Two other people with him that died. That were they yes. find out that died. The same yeah. Day so well. it was. Yeah, Rachel, and they all had died at the same day at the same time. But we'll find out about that in a bit. Adam Brody makes an appearance in this movie. Yay. Because why not? Uh, he's there to tell Rachel about the tape, about her, uh, how Rachel, her boyfriend, and then two other people had gone to a cabin, watched the movie, and then they, you know, all died. Is this where is this where they find out that the boyfriend died in like a motorcycle accident? I don't remember what the boyfriend died from. I know the other two died in a car crash, right? Well, the the friend, um, Aiden Brody or Brody, Adam Brody, whatever, his name, Adam Brody, talks about how he killed himself. He committed suicide. Oh, okay. And then the other two died in some kind of vehicular accident. Yeah. Could have been motorcycle related. I don't know. So there was a thing that stated because of the fact. I mean, this spoils the the end of this movie. Um, the fact that after the seven days, the spirit uh, comes and kills you, and it comes out of you know in the, the the scene that you see in this movie, it comes out of a TV. Like the spirit crawls out of the TV and it gets you and causes you pretty much to instantaneously die. The theory is is that I believe one of them died in a motorcycle accident or in a, some sort of vehicular accident, and that she. But there's no screens in there. Well, they there was a theory that she comes out of the visor in his helmet and kills him, uh-huh. or she can come out of a mirror and kill you. It's weird. I don't know. Like they just didn't think of the the repercussions of how they she would get them. I don't know. It's don't know. it's weird. It's a great question. Uh, Rachel finds Aiden in Katie's room and Rachel finds a stub for a print shop. So the next day she goes to the print shop, gets the pictures developed and it shows Rachel and her friends at a cabin. And one picture looks odd because everybody's face is blurry and distorted. We find out everybody in the photo died on the same day at the same time, 10 PM. And then Rachel, and then we get the scene where she's like reading that. And then her boss comes up and tells her she's fired. And she's like, fuck you get out of here. You're fired. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. I'm cooking too good a story. What is it? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm He's not. like, no, I'm serious. And she's like, fuck off, dude. And she's like, okay. And just walks away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that's good. I like it. That's how a workplace should be. You know, you can just tell your boss to fuck off and he just walks away. Right. <clears throat> establishing Rachel is a great character here yep uh, Rachel takes a trip to the cabin uh, to investigate she meets the weird clerk that's a terrible oh, magician yeah. and he's yeah I guess in a deleted scene for this movie uh, it shows the clerk watched the video and he ends up dying that's why later on in the film when they go back he's not there oh I didn't think nothing of it I, just thought I didn't either off. <laughs> but I read that and I was like, okay, didn't really need to know this information, but it's there. Rachel finds a tape with no sleeve. She takes it and she goes and stays in the same cabin that Rachel and her friends stayed at. Number 12. Yep. Cabin 12. Uh, Rachel watches the tape and after she's done, the phone rings and you get the creepy voice on the other end say, seven days. which still gives me chills every time I would hear it. You don't, I think you only hear it once or twice in this movie, but it's just a voice. Oh man. I think so. It it gets, it gets you. Then we get, she's back at her apartment. 
and Aiden's going to school and you think, oh, she's going to bring him to school. No, this little kid is just getting his umbrella and he's going to walk to school in a big city by himself and just runs into creepy men who you later find out. Hey, it's my dad. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. Such a dumb scene. Why is it in this? God, so dumb. Just makes me hate Noah even more. Who is the next person we meet? Well, we met yep. him in that scene, but we get to meet him officially. He takes a bunch of pictures of Rachel and all the pictures have her face all distorted and blurry. So Noah says, I'll watch the tape, which is just stupid. I hate this. Yeah, like, he's God, like man, maybe you shouldn't watch it. He's like, I'm going to watch it anyway. Yeah. So as he's watching the video, she goes out onto uh, her balcony and is just watching all of her neighbors. Another scene where I'm like, why is this in here? Why did I need this for fucking two minutes? I don't care what the name is. There's no reason for this. Put her outside for 20 seconds because the reason I think they put her outside is that he watches the movie and then the phone rings. But so, but she doesn't hear it while she's out there. So when she goes back inside and sees the answering machine has a message on it, you know automatically what that message is. It's Noah's message from the spirit saying seven days. Yeah. But f- f- to be out there for two minutes as she's watching her neighbors and people across the way, eh, we don't need this. This just adds time to an already too long movie. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so she goes back inside. Noah's like, oh, it doesn't seem too bad. And she's like, did the phone ring? No. And then she looks at the answering machine and it says one and you automatically figure out what it is. Well, he's like, he said the same thing I said even beforehand. It's like, it looks like some pretentious art art school video project is what it reminded me of. And we didn't even talk about the contents of the video. Like when you, when Rachel watches it, you get to watch it at the same time. And it is creepy as hell. Like, what the fuck is going yeah. on here? You have the, let's see what, oh, there's so many different things going on. Did you see the, the, the one scene where it goes from like, it's like a bunch of maggots, but then it flips yeah. like in a flash, it turns into people. It's, it's yeah, people like water, looking yeah. like they're crawling all over each other. You got the, <laughs> the, the, the woman brushing her hair in the mirror, which is a great shot. You got horse the, and the, goats. the horse, the goats, the the string coming out of the mouth, the the, um, the chair spinning upside down, the lighthouse or the coast or whatever. The coast, but you don't figure out the lighthouse yeah, yet. The it's is yeah, that the where, where it shows her the woman like going over the edge of the cliff? I think so. Yeah, she jumps off the yeah. or falls or whatever. Yeah. And then you get the uh, you get the guy in the window in the house like looking down. Yeah. It's it's creepy. Even to this day, you, like I still watch them. Like this is, man, this is an idea. Air. Rachel goes yeah. in, makes a copy of the tape uh, for Noah because so. Noah wants a copy. But the numbers on the recorder and later the VHS player are all screwy. Mm-hmm. We meet Noah's assistant, aka his girlfriend, played by NCIS alum Polly yeah. Perrette. Forgot she was in this movie. Yeah, me too. Oh no! Like, Wait a minute. Yeah, it was it was cool to see her though. I really I when I actually watched that show, she was my favorite. Yep. Oh no, Rachel, that's bad luck walking behind a ladder like that. Man, she is so unaware of everything going on right this now. Is from the video. Like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, we forgot the the ladder. It like it shows yeah. it pressed up against the wall, and then it showed the next scene. It's like a it falling on the ground. 
We then go to a mental into mental institution. It's the second time in this goddamn episode that I can't say mental institution, and I'm not cutting it out. I'm just gonna keep it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Where we see Becca again. Rachel tries asking her about what happened, and Becca tells her that Rachel only has four days left, and that Becca is too far gone. She is. She is. She. I don't even think she's Becca anymore. Rachel continues to research the tape, and she finds a lighthouse. She like tries to slow it down and like try to man, uh, man, uh, manipulate the the film so you can get parts that you can't see. Yep, in the in the film. Yeah, because he goes. She goes to what's his nuts' house to do but, it. Oh, I thought she well, did she that it, at the at no. the school or at her job. No, no, no. no. First, remember she's with him because he he makes the copy and brings it to his house. And she's, he's like, well, I can't go too far. It'll break. And she's like, no, let me do it. Because he's the fucking video specialist and she's just a damn journalist. Like, what are you doing, dumbass? And she breaks that <laughs> She breaks that one. What are you doing? Then she takes it to her work. Doesn't she, doesn't he, he like burns his hand or something on it. Something. Trying to get it to go. Yeah. Because she. You can't push it too far. Fuck it. Let me do it. Yeah. And she discovers a lighthouse on the side of the film that you couldn't see normally. But then there was it was the same scene where there was a fly. I love that shot, dude. And she and she notices it's like even with the film stop that the fly is moving. So she reaches and grabs it and the fly comes out of the film. And you're like, oh, that's not normal. And, her nose starts bleeding. and then her nose starts bleeding. And which is weird. Rachel locates the lighthouse on Moesco Island. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's how I'm saying it. And she figures out who the woman in the video is. Her name is Anna Morgan, a famous horse breeder who had some bad luck with horse deaths, which later caused her to kill herself by jumping off a cliff, which is shown yeah, in the, the video. Because the horses kept running into the water. Yes. And, like, drowning themselves. Yep. Noah goes to the package right. store. <laughs> Noah goes to the package store and gets grief from the clerk about smoking, which, like, I hate that. And she's like, you're going to die. So-and-so smoked two packs a day. or Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't you mind your business, lady. And he looks up at the security camera and he sees that his face is distorted and it freaks him out. Rachel that night is doing something. She's in her kitchen and then she starts like coughing like really. Oh, no, she's talking to her sister on the phone and she starts coughing really bad. And then she starts pulling out an EKG meter or reader or whatever the hell you call these things out yeah. of her yeah. mouth. I, I literally like my stomach hurts when I watch this seen every time like oh you know it had to hurt she, she did a great job on oh that scene, yeah like I so said. good she nailed that you know that had to hurt though mm. i feel like this movie uh got her the role in the 2005 king kong remake because of how emotional she is yeah i feel like this yeah, movie yeah, definitely got her Th this in mulholland drive never watched mulholland drive. me either i heard it's i heard it's a good movie rachel Hill, uh, hears something in aiden's room and finds a very wet and dirty girl sitting in a chair, which is kind of creepy how she opens the door and she sees this. Well, she sees that there's water coming out of the, the door. She opens it up and there's just this girl who's just very dirty and wet sitting in a chair. And she goes, I'm going to walk up to this girl. And when she yeah. gets next to her, yeah. she grabs her arm. Wakes her up. Oh, it was a dream. But guess what? It wasn't. It was a weird, different type of dream because she looks down at her arm and she has the handprint on her yep. arm which is oh my god she hears a tv playing in another room and so she starts slowly walking towards that room like what's going on and then by the time she discovers what's going on it's too late 
Aiden has watched the film, and which is a great scene. She runs over to him, covers his face, screams, No! And then Throws takes the, the tape, tape under, the to, yeah, under the couch. Yep. Noah calls Rachel and tells her that he believes her. And you find out that Noah is Aiden's dad. Go team. Her son watched the tape. Yeah. Who did? Our son. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Noah. Noah is a very confusing guy because he talks about how his dad wasn't around, but then he decides he doesn't want to be around his son. Which you later find out like they were really young when they had him. And it's just like, you still suck, Noah. The fact that you're still right. involved and you still talk to the mother of your child but you don't have anything to do with your kid even though he Aiden yeah. knows that Noah is his father but he just doesn't yep, care yeah. he's like would you want me to be around he's like I don't care do you want to be around I love that yeah he's he like, is, do you yeah, want to be around you're like oh shit this wasn't what I was expecting from this nine-year-old but okay uh Noah and Rachel decide to go on a trip Noah goes up to the mental hospital uh to find out more information about Anna and Rachel ferries over to Moesco Island to visit the Morgan farm. As Rachel rides on the ferry, she fucks with a horse. Like, this, for this some reason. Pisses me off. She goes up Why? to the horse. She's like, good horse. And then once the horse starts fucking getting pissed, walk away. No, You're not no, a trained it's horse okay. trainer. It's, okay. it's, fine. it's fine. Chill out. No, go away, Rachel. The horse breaks out of its trailer and runs around the ferry until it dives off the side and gets torn to shreds by the propeller of this ferry. I thought that whole scene was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Especially the, because it was a black horse, which mm-hmm. made it even it's creepier. Freaking fall. Yeah, it was, like, it was dude, Rachel's fault. Like, she sucks. Alone. And right uh, before the scene changes, where it shows Rachel, um, like her reaction after everybody sees the horse get destroyed in the propeller, you see a flash of the ring. Yes. I told Angel, I was like, you see that? And it's like, we had to rewind it. Yeah. Noah has to break into the records room at the mental institution because he can't get in normally because he's just a bad yeah. liar. Rachel, That's true, he is. He's a bad liar. Rachel makes it to the Morgan farm. We meet Mr. Morgan, who's played by Brian Cox. Uh, he doesn't like Rachel snooping around because he's already had way too many reporters at his house talking about the whole horse death thing and about his wife's death and all that crap. Uh, and she talks about, like, did you have a... Did she ask about, did you have a daughter? And he says, no, I didn't have a daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which then he reiterates later. Uh, we find out that he could, that her, that he, him and Anna could not have kids. Yeah. And we find out that Aiden's drawing, that he was drawing when he when um, they were dropping him off at uh, her sister's house, was the Morgan house. Remember when she comes, mm-hmm. he's like, it's time, to get it. it's time to go, bud. And she, he's like, I'm not done yet. He's yeah. No. yeah. Noah finds a file on Anna and, or Anna, however that I think it's Anna. And we learn about a girl named Samara. There's a creepy conversation between Rachel and Aiden about death, which was so weird. You get that like where he was like talking about like yeah. everybody dies. You're like, okay, good night, buddy. I'm gonna go now. <laughs> and then while well, he's looking through the files is when he gets his nose bleed, by the way, Noah. Right. Yes. Yep. And uh, talk to him about the tape. About oh, Aiden talks about how Katie talked to him about the tape and about her upcoming death. This is not a conversation you have with a kid this age, Katie. I understand you're dead, but like, don't have this conversation with your nine year old cousin. Come on. <sighs> Stupid. And I agree. I'm not. Uh, I, and for some Rachel reason, asks. Sorry. Well, Rachel asks Aiden how uh, why 
he drew the house. And he said, because she told me to. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah, because he mentions that. And that she, she lives in a dark place. Well, she also mentioned before that she she didn't like the horses because the horses cover up at night. Yeah. 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 Rachel talks to the lone doctor on the island. Uh, the doctor talks about how Samara was uh, adopted by the Morgans because they couldn't have kids, as we stated before. And Samara was the reason behind Anna going crazy. And sh- and she literally states how Samara was a plague to the island. And so with her death and, and when they talked about like when she died or disappeared, I don't know if like the island thinks no, she's dead. But she said like once Samara was gone, the island was able to, you know, become whole again. Kind yeah, of. Yeah. I feel like that's what she was trying to say. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Noah, as he's looking through files and stuff, he finds a, a tape of an interview with Samara in the mental institution, but it's not there. But you find out it was signed out by Mr. Morgan. Rachel goes back to the Morgan farm and finds documents and tape, which is the tape that Noah was trying to watch. Uh, Rachel finds it in the Morgan house. She starts watching it, which is just a weird thing to do. You break into somebody's house. You start looking through documents. And then you just, you're like, fuck it. I'm going to watch a videotape in a house I just broke into. This isn't going to go, this isn't going to go bad. Yeah, we, she starts watching the video. It's a of a little girl, which is Samara, and they this doctor is asking him question, asking her questions. The actress who played Samara is Davy Chase. I think that's how you say her name. It looks like it. Do you know what movie she did a voice for around that no, same didn't. time for Disney? Yeah. Lilo and Stitch. She was Lilo and Lilo and Stitch, yep. which is just weird. <laughs> hey you know you gotta start somewhere yeah well it's funny because when she talks in this scene in this video you hear it you're like oh shit Uh, yep yep can't get that out of my head now samara talks about enjoying being who she is they pretty much how she like enjoys killing or she like she enjoys doing what she does Cause she's very, uh, she's like, I don't really know the whole extent of it. Like she's got some sort of power over people. She can like get in their heads and manipulate them. She mentions that she wants her mom and then that she doesn't want her dad or doesn't love her dad because her dad only cares about the horses. Yep. And that's pretty much why Samara ends up like manipulating the horses to kill themselves, which mm-hmm. you find out. Like Samara is behind everything that happens on this island. Rachel gets attacked by Mr. Morgan because he just wanders in, wrapped up in like power strips. And he is pissed. He freaking backhands her. And he proceeds to go up to the bathroom. And he, as he's wrapped in power strips, he plugs himself in, walks into his bathtub, and sits down and electrocutes himself. As he's going into a, before that though, he goes into a monologue about, you know, how Samara, you know, he didn't have a daughter. Like she was a pretty much a plague. She was, she destroyed us. Like this is not what we signed up for. You know, we weren't supposed, he literally goes, we weren't supposed to have kids. We weren't meant to have kids. Like he didn't want, just because they couldn't have kids. didn't mean he wanted a kid. He just figured they, they couldn't have it. That was it. But she, yeah, but yeah. Anna wanted a, a child, so they, you know, adopted Samara, and then it just, woo, all goes downhill. And of course, Noah shows up right as Mr. Morgan kills himself during the light show. So we figure out. So Samara doesn't like 
the horses. They keep her up at night. And you find out it's because the Morgans literally have her stay in the barn that the horses stay in. You're like, man, yeah, I think it was more. Suck. I think it was more. Uh, the Mis- father. Yeah, it was more Mr. Morgan Mr. kept her out yeah. there. We have the, the wall. She, so she literally lived in like a loft area of this barn and there's like wallpaper behind it. And you have the, the, the funny thing is that there's a TV there. You get the long ladder. Yep. To get up to yep. her, to her area. They find something is behind this wallpaper. So they proceed to rip it all down and it's a tree. It's like burned into the wood. And this is actually a Japanese maple. Well, the picture is of a Japanese maple and the fruit right. that grows off of a Japanese maple is called the Samara, Samara fruit. Okay. There you go. There you go. our connection. Yep. Uh, this leads them back to the cabin, uh, cabin 12, where Rachel watched the movie to begin with. And this is day seven oh, for Rachel. Mm-hmm. And they find out there is a well underneath this cabin. Which is really, why would you do that? That would be a horrible, there would be, if you was a well underneath the floorboards of the cabin, you would have so many mold and humidity problems. Yep. I'm just saying. But can we talk about how they found the well under the floor? Yeah, because it started tearing stuff apart. Was it Noah started tearing shit apart, or was it... No, they moved a rug, Rachel. and it was a wet spot. Well, he, they broke the they broke the lamp, and the lamp had, like, beads and stuff in it, and they, like, rolled underneath oh, the, right. the, TV, oh, the like, TV stand. It was, like, magnetic. Like, it was, like, magnetized to that okay. certain spot. Yeah, that was crazy. So yeah, so Noah starts hacking into the floor and they find out there's a well down there. They open up the the lid and as I stated before, it's day seven for Rachel, meaning weird things are going to start happening. The TV starts leaking. Screws start start unscrewing themselves. Oh yeah, yeah. Water comes up from the... Yep. And the TV then like it like stretches out and it breaks and it like slides down and smacks into Rachel and knocks her into the well, which would have killed her because that is a deep ass well. And she probably hit the wall. Exactly. And she, okay. So like you see all these bolts, um, unscrewing and then there's like a platform type thing that falls does somehow makes the TV fall. I don't know if it's just the jarring motion Makes the TV fall. She would have landed on her head the way she felt. She would have landed on her head. She would have died. Yep. I'm not disagreeing. 100%. But we had to continue this plot, so can't kill her yet. And she hits, she hits the side on the way down. Oh, yeah. She doesn't she fall goes straight head first, down. Too. It wasn't like she well, jumped down with her legs. She went down head first. Oh boy. So when she lands in the water, she sees that there's fingernails like embedded right. in the in the well walls. And any shot that you see Samara and they show her hands, she doesn't have any fingernails. Because of the fact that, that, that she because of the fact that she is, you know, she tries to get out mm-hmm. of it and rips out all of her fingernails. Well, uh, good, good, good. So they pop or nope, I already read that. Samara decides to put the well cap back on, and that is where you get the titular ring, where they where they get the name of the movie from. Yeah, where the light comes in from around the stone. So this was changed. So this whole thing was changed for the American version of this because in Ringu, the ring, the the name Ringu, which is just ring, uh, it was about how everything was circular, how everything kind of went back in like 
you know, something would happen and it all would just go back to itself. That was yeah, the whole yeah. that was the whole point of the, of Ringu. But in the ring, the ring was what Samara sees right before the lid closes on the well. She sees yeah. the, the ring of light from the well. I like it. I thought it was a cool, you know. It's an interesting way to do it. Yeah, for sure. What were you What were you gonna say, Dan? Oh, I was. I think they elaborated before, but before this whole scene where she falls into the well, maybe this is what we're about to do. I can't quite remember, but you find out that what's her name, Morgan's wife, Anna, Anna, actually put like a bag over Samara's head, yeah, yeah, and then threw her into the well, but it didn't kill her. That's why there's the. So yeah, so that's, so she gets, so when Rachel is like in the well water and she sees hair float up to the top and then when she grabs that, she kind of, the hair like comes to her and she touches it and then an arm grabs her again and that's what brings her to the flashback of Samara standing next to the well and she's humming or singing or whatever and Anna comes up behind her and starts saying stuff and then she freaking puts a bag over her head, tries to suffocate her and then just floop, just flops her in there. And my child. Yeah. And the reasoning be- why you die in seven days when you watch the film is because it took seven days for Samara to die in the well, yep. which how long can you survive it? Well? Which to be honest, this is a fantastic, like, like figuring all this stuff out. It wasn't just kind of hashed in. This was great. I love the, the, the imagery of the ring from the well lid. And then the fact that like it took her seven days to die. So that's why it takes seven days for people to die when they watch the film. I thought it was, I thought it was great. Cops come to investigate. Well, then we get right. The body of uh, Samara comes floating up all kind of intact. And then it slowly like decomposes and like you're free child and you get the scene you get the scene where freaking noah's out there trying to get a freaking fire hose and i love it he grabs the he breaks the glass he grabs the fire hose and he's running and then it like becomes taut and he just slaps (laughs) back oh man rachel the sun's up you're you're not dead or whatever yep and so yeah so the body of samara comes up blah 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 the cops come and investigate and they tell they tell Rachel and Noah that they're going to bury Samara's body. So they think it's over. Samara's at, you know, she's going to be in a, she's going to be, you know, buried. Everything's over. She's at peace now. And you're Ooh. looking at your watch and you're like, there's like five minutes of this movie left. Like, Why right? is there still so much time? Like, what else can you do? <laughs> so they go back to pick up Aiden and he's just passed out on the hardwood floor. Like, where's the air? Yeah, who leaves her? No, listen, especially, okay, this is entirely out of character for this kid as far as the movie goes. He apparently tucks himself in for bed, brushes his teeth, wakes himself up, makes breakfast for himself, gets himself to school. That makes no sense for him just to be like, bleh. Nope. It's like somebody clubbed him and he just. <laughs> oh, she gave man. Him drill. Yeah, she just, she, dude, she's, I mean, clearly she's probably passed out drunk somewhere because her daughter, you know, her daughter just died. So she probably wasn't in the right, right mindset to be watching this kid. Yeah. So Rachel tells Aiden the next morning that it's over. I we helped Samara. She's at rest now. You know, she's at peace. You know, it's over. And he's like, What? You helped you her? Help her? She is oh, this is not over. This is not Aiden, over. She never sleeps. Aiden is she a ridiculous never, voice of reason. Yeah, she never sleeps, which is a creepy ass line. Don't you understand, Rachel? 
And that's when we cut over to Noah's apartment. His big, gigantic, open concept, like, studio apartment. This apartment is fucking massive. It is huge. But he's a he's a uh, a tech guy, so he You're probably... That's what the rent is on that place. What? I mean, I, from what I hear, if it does take place in Seattle, like, I'm not just... Um, film there but like if that's actually where they live it's pretty expensive yep 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 yep. so noah is just hanging out at his apartment and he's kind of just walking around and his tv turns on and it's all static and he goes up there and he's like what the hell is going on here and he turns it off and he walks away and the tv turns back on all staticky but when he turns around it, the static changes into an image of a well now every time throughout this movie you would see this scene of the well progressively you would see things slowly coming something slowly coming out of it so when you see it in the beginning yep. of the movie with uh kate what was the girl's name in the beginning who dies katie. katie katie when she sees it it's just the well when rachel comes in or when uh rachel watches it i don't think there might have been something there i think maybe like the top of samara's head is kind of poking out a little bit you could kind of see it a little bit when Aiden watches it, it's like she, uh, it's like a little bit more of her head. Yeah, like and, a hand, isn't it? Like yeah, and her, hand, her hand, yeah, you see the hand like propped on the top. So when it shows, so when it shows this image, it shows it's at that point, but then you see it, but it continues to move. And to be honest, even watching it now, this scene is still fucking terrifying. This This scene is fucking great of her crawling and like, because it's a video, she's, it's like every time would, she would like static and she would move, like jump forward. And yep. the, the best, I mean, him just kind of just sitting there and kind of being like, what the frick is this? Like, it's understandable. It's a videotape. So you're kind of like, what am I watching right now? But then she proceeds when she sticks her hand out of the TV and props it down and then, oh my god! Again, I was like, oh, "This is so good!" And I hate that it <laughs> took this long to get to this. But it also is great yeah. that it took this long to get to this. It's great that we yeah. didn't get this reveal until way to the end. We got all that investigative stuff happening, and then we get the terrifying scene. And to be honest, I think this scene still holds up today. The fact that she like crawls out of the TV, and even when she's outside of the TV, she still like becomes static and then like teleports closer to him. Yep. And he's freaking out. He like trips and falls, cuts himself. He's bleeding all over the place. And uh, that's when she's, it shows her zoom in. It zooms into her face and her hair kind of parts ways. And you get that really creepy look on her face. Yep. And he screams. And then we cut over to Rachel. Uh, she shows up to his apartment and she's like going up to to get there like the elevator won't come down fast enough so she's got to take the stairs uh, back to that scene though in the original Ringu you never see the face of Sudako no, no. where in this movie they reveal part of her face uh, in her spirit form so Rachel climbs the stairs she goes in she discovers uh, it, 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 this is another good scene where it shows her like walking up she's like noah like she's calling out to him but he's sitting in a chair facing the opposite way but she knows water around the chair there's water around the Mm -hmm. chair there's water like you can actually there's footprints there's water footprints of where samara actually walked out of the tv still there there's blood all over the place where he was lying down 
Uh, yep. And she turns the chair around and it's just that like really creepy ass face of his like super distorted. Like his jaw is like hanging all the way down, which I'm really upset with myself. I didn't talk about way early in the film when they go to Katie's funeral and talking yep. to the mom and you get the really quick shot of Katie in the closet. Yeah, a little her, quick jump scare. Where like, it literally turns her head it. and her jaw like falls and you're like, whoa. And it's like a split second yep. and it's it's great. But yeah, this is this. So she freaks out. She leaves. And as she leaves, like she gets to the bottom of the stairs, she discovers the girlfriend shows up. Or is she going to tell her about what's up there? No, she just wants to let her discover for herself. Yeah, like she's like, I wasn't here. Nobody saw anything. Yep. Just let it. So Rachel comes home. She is very upset, of course. Uh, she tries to burn the tape. Um, but so um, this is my thing. And correct me if I'm wrong with how you guys interpreted this. So if you watch the tape and you make a copy and somebody else watches the copy, it moves the curse onto that person and you're good. Is that how this works? Maybe. I don't know if they necessarily have to watch it, but I know they they have to make the copy because uh, she makes mention that she wants everybody to know that yeah. Samara wants everybody to know yeah. that she's trying to, I guess, in, infect everybody. So the reason, yeah, just keep going. So the re- so I think the reasoning behind them making the copy at the end of the movie is to save Aiden. Yes, because, because he watched it. So so. Rachel watches the tape. Uh, Noah watches the same tape. Rachel makes a copy. Noah watches mm-hmm. that copy again. So he watches the tape again, meaning she pretty much fucked him bad, like without yeah. knowing it. So she was in the clear, even though she didn't know. Aiden, so they're making the copy to show somebody. They're, they're, they're just trying to, they're going to fuck somebody over. She's trying to save her child by f- killing somebody else. Well, this is what I wondered about. She's like freaking out in the apartment. Well, here's the thing I don't understand, right? If, if that is the way that it works, right? She watched a copy the next day. Noah watched it, right? Yeah. If if it if that was the moment it transferred from her to him, why did she get the nosebleed? Why did she have the fly scene? And why did she pull the monitor thing out of her throat? Dude, I'm still confused to this day. I, here's my thought. This is my, my interpretation of the end of this movie literally is because they thought they helped her it's literally like as long as those two propagate what she wants they that she won't kill them that's how i was like okay we're just gonna keep my it's like that one dumbass kid's like what's gonna happen to the people that watch it and then nobody says anything look this up right now well so that's just like it's that's how it come across to me is like it, it's a that's why i don't like these characters they're a bunch of shit-ass characters. It's like when she left after she saw Noah's body. She didn't say nothing to nobody. She's, like, just trying to cover her own ass. That's all she fucking cared about. And then this whole tape thing was like, we'll just spread it around and do what Samara says, and I won't die, or you won't die, Aiden, or whatever. So, Like, it's just greedy. So according to a Ring, the Ring fandom wiki, <sighs> okay, fair. which you can take it or leave it, Anyone who watches the tape is cursed and has a week to copy the tape and show it to someone else. Otherwise, they will be killed by Samara's ghost. Is this this reminds me of that one movie, um, Truth or Dare, or It Follows? 
Oh, where yes. you have sex with somebody yeah. and you have to oh, pass it along or whatever you have to do to move it to the next that's person. That's going on the list for a review. I've, I, that movie, I have never seen it, but I've heard great things about it. Yeah. So that, or truth or dare, like you said. Yeah. Like that shit. So, yeah. I mean, listen, anybody, you know, for everybody who's watching, who watches this, what are your opinions on it? What are, what are, you, what are your thoughts about the rules of the tape? Make sure to leave those in the comments. I'd like to, to read your thoughts. But yeah, that is it. That's how the movie ends. They make the copy of the tape and then it's cut to black. And the ring two literally, I think, picks up like six months later or not too much really? later. Hmm. I think it's it's one of those movies that you just to watch it just to see what they decide to do with it. Um, I'm just going to watch. The, I'm just going to watch a plot synopsis. Yeah, I would do that. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it. That's the ring. What are our th- final thoughts of it? Dicks out for the ring. Jesus. Cock rings for everybody. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Good. good. So go ahead. Great, go. great way to do that. like, yep, go, I'm going to cut right there. No, that's well, go perfect. Ahead. Go ahead. I mean, so I like, I'm a big, I don't, my brain just went, boop. all the words went. Powder. Powder that's, out that's of my, my brain ear. the entire show. Oh. It's okay. Uh, I like, one of my favorite things in movies is, when you you see certain things like foreshadowing i guess like with the lead that she gags up like you see that later when noah's in the records room and he grabs a big handful and he's like oh what's this yeah or the fly that leads him the fly plays a a big a big part Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. the fly is on the side of the screen where she sees the the flicker the, that where she eventually finds the lighthouse. Yep. Well, then the fly takes him to the door he needs to go into to find Anna's, or not Anna's, but uh, the yeah the record that he's looking for. And then Samara and her her pictures that she draws doesn't draw because the doctor asks her. Um, how do you draw the pictures? And she's like, I don't. I think them, and they just are. And then that's why Aiden draws all these pictures. Mm-hmm. I still don't know how he, she gets up in his brain and talks to him and like makes him do all this stuff. Like, right. how how did that become? Ooh. But I still I still like all the the correlation between the first half and the second half when you're like, Oh, I've seen this before. Like the chair in the, in the video, you see the chair in her room and the, um, the mirror, you see the mirror and the, the horses. And it it's just, I think it's cool. But why, but why did Samora do half the shit she did? That's the if, thing is they the never it, explain that. They never yeah, explain the thing why is, she is the way she is. She's like, supposedly, I get she's supposed to be like this evil thing or cursed with some evil spirit, whatever. But it's based on a Japanese ghost that manifests after dying. Yeah. Well, what I get that, but like if it man, like you said, if it transfers from person to person as they watch it, why did any of the shit happen to Rachel after whoever watched the tape, her copy of the tape afterwards? No. Why did the TV knock her into the fucking well? Why did she fake like she was fine and purified, Samara? That doesn't make any sense. Why go on this wild goose chase of like dropping cues and subtleties and shit like this for to be all for naught? 
outside of just giving us an ending to a story that was a, a red herring. My question is, is did but she can still like she can manipulate people? So she was like, oh, well, yeah, maybe if why? I don't know. I guess I guess to so just copy questions. the tape and keep it. I know, just I guess just to copy the tape and keep it alive. Right. Why did why do people do certain things just... that don't make sense? Either explain it all or don't explain anything. That's, that's, there you go. I like movies that don't. I love movies that don't explain things to you. Like at the end of the day, you don't know why something happened. Like don't fucking tell us. There you go. But don't. But this whole movie just literally spent the time trying to explain to us why the fuck this is going on. And I like that. Except for another thing I want to state is when it's like day one, day two. Yeah. Day th- they didn't need to do that. No, it didn't matter. Like if, if you if you wanted every once in a while to be like. Hey, first day established that, and then like cut out a bunch of scenes we didn't need to see, yeah. and then day four, well, like, and like they, just to kind of give some sense of timeline, right? Well, like Becca reminds her of how many days she has left. Yeah, when they're the, say when then there wasn't the even any point. Yeah, yeah, but whatever. Yeah, it's a it, it's a mystery. It was okay. It was an okay <laughs> film. I have my nitpicks. I'll take it. it. Okay I'll take film. it. You know what? I like I said, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time, and I picked it because it really it truly terrified me when I first saw it, you know, when it first released. Um, and I wanted to see, and I wanted to see how well it, you know, held up. And I thought it held up pretty good for a early two thousands horror movie, which to be honest, like I think early, like from 2000 to 2010 horror was not great. You know, it was kind of, it was kind of all the same or it was remakes. You know, we got the Texas chainsaw remake. We got, Friday the 13th remake and then 2010 I think we got the Nightmare on Elm Street remake and boy I can't wait to do a remakes episode and a sequels Dude, episode oh. of the show so that, that'll be coming up I, soon I'm, gonna, I'm thinking we're gonna do an episode uh, on either one of those in probably the end of November after we finish the Jurassic movies I like to do Chinese Massacre because I've never seen the original and I love the remake from the early 2000s I do too all right everybody that is this week's episode. I want to thank everybody for watching or listening. If you listen on podcast services or if you watch on YouTube, uh, make sure to like comment, and subscribe to the YouTube down below. Leave us some comments. Um, anything we missed. Uh, and make sure if you listen on, if you listen on podcast services, make sure to rate it, uh, rate us on whatever service you listen on. If you can rate us, we'd appreciate that greatly for next week's episode. We're going to have a special guest with us to talk about the final movie for Spooktober. And that oh, is yeah, and that is our friend Piggy. Piggy. And the movie we will be reviewing is the 1988 classic horror movie, the Toy Geist. The horror <laughs> the horror I call it the horror toy story. Yes. Child's play. Chucky, wanna play? Oh god, I can't wait. I got my I got a I got my shirt ready. I'm ready to go. We will do our best to give you all the content. I'm trying to do other things other than just the podcast, just to kind of grow the, the YouTube. Um mm-hmm. also Halloween Kills came out on the 15th. Or no, yeah, on the 15th. So you know, there might be a Halloween Kills quick review on the channel at some point. So Look forward to that. But yeah, for next week's podcast, it is Child's Play with our good friend Piggy. And that We're is excited. it. For, I'm excited. Yeah. I love Chucky. I love talking about I Chucky. It's going to be great. But that is it for today's episode. I want to thank you all. 
Like I said, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube. And we'll see you all next week. I am Brett Parker. That is DNA Gaming. And we are Dissect That Film. And this has been the Dissect That Film Podcast. And we'll see you all next week. Bye!